one of the things that I like to do as a priest is doing house blessings, especially when there's food after the blessing. <laughs> but seriously, I like doing house blessings because I like to see the architecture of the house. I, see, I like to, see, uh, to know the design, like how many bedrooms, how many washrooms, how's the basement, right? And I also like looking at family photos. And I would just like to ask the host, oh, who's this and who's that? And just, just getting to know them, okay? And as I would bless the house, go from one room to another, usually there's one room that is off limits. It's like the host would say, Father, you can't enter this room. <laughs> off limits. I said, why? Well, and, and you could sense the embarrassment in them. They're kind of ashamed because in that room, that's where they store all their clutter, right? They didn't have the time to clean. They didn't have time to organize. And I would just like, and I would just assure them, don't worry. If you see my room, it's a mess too. <laughs> so I would go in and, and also bless that, that, that room, right? And I think it's also the same with all of us, right? Whenever we meet somebody, you know, we, we try to have our best foot forward. And we try not to show what we're ashamed of with ourselves. Maybe it will take time as we get to know that person, trust that person, and then become vulnerable. But what if we couldn't hide what we're ashamed of? Okay? We're exposed. We become vulnerable. Just like this leper in the gospel. He couldn't hide his leprosy, right? He has this incurable, contagious disease. And because of that, he has, he has to be separated. Can you imagine being separated from your loved ones, from your family, from your friends? We had that experience during COVID, right? Two years of lockdown. Can you just imagine this leper separated from his loved ones? from family, from friends, couldn't even go to the temple to worship God. And whenever, wherever he walks, he has to shout, unclean, unclean, in order to warn the people out there, don't stay close to me, otherwise you will be contaminated with this leprosy, right? And I don't think this leper needs to be forced to isolate himself. I think he wants to isolate himself so that he will be able to avoid the pain of being rejected, okay? And I could just imagine the shame of this leper, the shame that he is experiencing. Now, shame and guilt is not the same. Guilt is this leper saying to himself, I have a contagious disease, that makes me unclean. But shame, shame is saying to himself, I am unclean, okay? Shame, different from guilt, isn't that you did something bad, it is the belief that you are bad. That's why for him, it took so much courage, to, took so much courage for him to go to Jesus because he's taking a risk. Will he be rejected again, right? 
So he took a risk. It took a lot of courage for him to go to Jesus, humble himself, and knelt down before Jesus. And he told Jesus, if you choose, you can make me clean. And Jesus was not abhorred by this leper. Jesus did not show any disgust. In fact, he was moved with compassion. He stretched out his hand and touched him. And we see here how the unclean did not contaminate the clean. It's the, un- it's the clean who contaminated the unclean. And the touch there symbolizes the love of Jesus for this leper. And when that happens, the leprosy left. The very source of his shame lifted up. And he experienced peace joy, freedom, that he couldn't contain it to himself, that he would go out and share to other people what Jesus did to him. Okay? And now I'd just like to share with you negative ways of dealing with shame. Okay? And I share this because this is my experience, and I would like to know if you could relate with me. The first negative way of dealing with shame is perfectionism. I've read this book, The Gifts of Imperfection, uh, whose author is Brene Brown, okay? So for those who are struggling with perfectionism, I highly encourage you to read this book, okay? She wrote, where perfectionism exists, shame is always lurking. Shame is usually the birthplace of perfectionism. And she wrote that that perfectionism is not the same as striving to be your best. It is a belief that if we live, look, and act perfectly, it will diminish the pain of shame. And that was my experience. That was my experience growing up, as I shared with you two weeks ago, Uh, It was my upbringing. My parents were critical to me, a lot of criticism there. And because of that, I believe in the lie that I am not good enough. And that's shame, right? I am not good enough. And to compensate for that, I strive to be perfect. Okay? And uh, also, Brene Brown wrote that perfectionism is, is, is not self-improvement because perfectionism as its core is about trying to earn the approval and acceptance of others, okay? The second way, negative way of dealing with shame is being judgmental and critical of the imperfection of other people that consciously or subconsciously, we are shaming them with our thoughts, words, and deeds, okay? And it's a distraction. It's a distraction whenever we do that so that we won't see or feel the pain of our shame. We feel better. When we judge, when we are being critical, we feel better. So it's a distraction. The third negative way of dealing with shame is isolation, and 
turning to coping mechanism. Okay, what are the coping mechanisms? Overeating, over shopping, overworking, whatever over, right? And any forms of addiction. It's a coping mechanism. It's, it's, uh, it, you're trying to self-medicate to numb the pain of the shame that you are experiencing. But it's a downward spiral. Whenever you turn to these things, you feel more shame. And when you're experiencing more shame, you turn more to these things. So it's going down, okay? It's a downward spiral. And I'll share with you three things to help you deal with shame. The first one is make the most of the tools that we have right now, okay? The, like reading, reading books. I highly recommend that you read this book, Be Healed by Bob Schutz, okay? It's an excellent book about healing, okay? Another thing is listening to podcasts. Bob Schutz and also uh, Jay Kim, they're both Catholic psychologists, and they have this podcast, Restore the Glory. By reading books and listening to podcasts, we become aware of where our shame is coming from. We need to be aware first, okay? Awareness of past traumas, wherein we believe in a lie of who we are, who God is, and what our relationship with God is, okay? And shame is the lie someone told us about ourselves. And uh, that's why it, when, when we have an awareness, it leads us to an acceptance, acceptance, okay? That we accept that I need healing and restoration. It's an acceptance that I can't do this on my own. Okay, I need help. And that's where it will lead you to an action of turning to God and turning to other people. Okay? So I've shared with you already going to inner he healings, right? Uh, also attending healing retreats. Like uh, I highly recommend healing retreats organized by the JP2 uh, Healing Center in Florida. Okay? So I highly recommend that. The second thing that we could do is coming before the Lord in the Blessed Sacrament. Just like this leper in our gospel, he approached Jesus with great humility. Okay? And that's what we're also called to do. Approaching Jesus before the Blessed Sacrament with our spiritual leprosy, with the things that we are ashamed of, and let Jesus touch us there, okay? I, I read from this book, uh, Personal Prayer by Father Boniface Hicks and Thomas Acklin. They wrote, the process of opening up ourselves completely to God, laying everything bare, and remaining vulnerably naked before Him is the only way to discover how totally and unconditionally he loves us. As long as we keep something hidden from him, we will always wonder, consciously or subconsciously, 
whether he really loves us or whether he simply loves the persona we have presented to him. Okay? Uh, uh, I'd just like to share with you, one time I was like leading an event and didn't turn out that well and I received criticism and I couldn't handle well those criticism. I was like an emotional wreck. And, and it was like bothering me and I said, oh my goodness, if I don't process this, I won't be able to sleep well because I would be always thinking about the criticism, right? So by the grace of God, the Lord inspired me to go before the Blessed Sacrament. So there, I'm glad we have a chapel here, and I exposed the Blessed Sacrament, and I just imagined myself being John the Beloved. And I just put my head on the chest of Jesus and hear the beating of his heart, the beating of his love for me. And I just let Jesus touch me, the area that we're ashamed of. Because I was, when, when I received criticism, whatever, uh, what, what I was like thinking is that I'm not good enough. I was experiencing this feeling of inadequacy. And I just let Jesus touch me there, love me there. And when I experienced his love, the shame lifted up. And because of that, that night, I was able to sleep well. St. Therese of the Child Jesus is also teaching us to believe that God can love us in our poverty. When I say poverty, I'm talking about our weaknesses, our imperfections, and our sinfulness, okay? That God sees our poverty as the limitations of a little child who always remains infinitely loved by the Father, okay? So we need to come before the Lord in our poverty, our weaknesses, and let Him love us there so that we would really know, not just in the head, but also in the heart, that He loves us unconditionally. The third thing that I encourage you to, to do is to share the shame to other people that you trust, okay? Usually the first trauma that we experience, trauma are wounds, right? There's two types of trauma, type A and type B. Type A, A stands for absent, okay? The things that we, we didn't get, we, maybe we were abandoned, we were neglected, okay? Maybe we didn't get much affirmation or encouragement from our loved ones. That's a type A trauma or wounds. The, the, the type B, B stands for bad, bad things that we experience. Abuse, right? Verbal, emotional, mental, sexual, physical, whatever abuse. Bad things that happen to us. And, but there's such a thing as a second trauma. The second trauma is not being able to share it with someone. That is the second trauma. Because we're afraid, right? We're afraid if I disclose the shame that I'm experiencing, what will that person think? Will I be rejected by this person? And there's a saying that we are as sick as our secrets. The more that we share it with somebody that we trust, 
the more healing and freedom that we would experience, right? That's why for us, we're so blessed we have the sacrament of confession. We're in, you could share to the priest what you are experiencing, the shame that you're experiencing, especially from the sins that you have committed, okay? So that's why I encourage you, find people whom we could, you could trust, people who could empathize with you, people who will, who will love you unconditionally and not judge you, people who will be able to speak the truth to you, Okay, it could be a counselor, a therapist, spiritual director, guide, counselor, pe your parents, right? These people you could all turn to. Okay? And when that happens, you will see how the Lord will restore you, will restore yourself, your, your soul, right? And as you experience His love for you, you will be able to learn to love yourself. And by declaring the truth, it's so important for us to declare the truth of our identity. Shame, it, it's not just we just renounce it in Jesus' name, it will just go away. No. I think for shame to go away, we need to experience the love of God. And we need to hear the truth of who we are, our identity as beloved sons and daughters of God. And when that happens, you know, we, we, we need to share what we've experienced to other people. Just like this leper, right? This leper went out and began to proclaim it freely. He couldn't help but share the good news. It's not, just, it's not about, just about the healing that he experienced from Jesus, but also the love that he experienced from Jesus. And also, I could just imagine Jesus declaring the truth of his identity. You are a beloved son of the Father. And this leper couldn't help but share it, right? He couldn't help but share it, what Jesus did to him. And because of that, many people came to Jesus. That's why for us, we can't underestimate the power of our testimony, of what the Lord has done in our lives. That's why if you want to know how to share the good news or share a, your personal testimony, I invite you to attend the Seeking His Treasure event that will happen this Friday and Saturday, Friday night and then Saturday, whole day, okay? The good news and our personal testimony is too good to keep it to ourselves. In that retreat, you will be learn how to be equipped, how to do that how to be able to share that to people so that many people also will come to Jesus. Whenever I'm experiencing shame, I like to meditate on the scripture from Psalm 71, verse 1 to 2. It says, In you, Lord, do I take refuge. Never, let, me, let me never be put to shame. In your justice, rescue and deliver me. Incline your ear to me and save me. The question that I would like to ask you is that, do you need a place of refuge when you are experiencing shame? God is willing to be that refuge. Draw close to Him when you are being attacked by these shameful thoughts, right? 
and let him love you. Let him heal you and restore you. And by that, you couldn't help but share with other people how God delivered you from your shame.